Welcome to the Cup and Saucy Book Club. I'm Jen. And I'm Zanna. What's in your cup today, Zanna? I'm drinking Queen Elizabeth Black Tea from Everything Tea. What's in your cup? Well, while doing my research on today's guest, I realized that I already had some tea that he might be familiar with. I am drinking mm. a hibiscus flower herbal from Tasty Teas mm. of the Bahamas. I first good. tried this this brand, but another blend from this company, when I traveled to the Bahamas about 10 years ago, and I've slowly ordered and sampled the rest of their catalog ever since. Wow. <laughs> uh, I just, awesome. I love their uh, tasty teases. Great. And sounds good. today's guest is an actor, narrator, and media producer. He has over 100 stage TV and film credits and over 400 audiobook titles. He's a multiple earphones award-winning narrator and SOVA and Audio Award nominee 18 times. And his titles have made annual best of lists across multiple genres. He's taught acting at the Atlantic Theater Company, the acting school AMDA, Pace University, and is on the coaching staff at narrator.life, which we are going to be talking about. And he has just completed writing season three of Naughty and Nice for Love Bites Audio and is writing and recording romance, YA literature, and meditations for his Patreon account, which we'll also be talking about. Ron Butler, welcome to the show. Hi. Yes, Thank welcome. you so much. What a, what a wonderful introduction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know what else I can say. You've covered everything. Well, okay. Interview's over. Okay. Yeah, nice. Thanks for coming. <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for being on the show. It's, it's really great to be here, and thank you for, for helping me jump through all the hoops of scheduling in order to spend time with you. But thank you. I'm so yeah. glad to yeah. be here. Oh, yeah. we, we started conversation about this about six months ago. And right. so yeah. we are we are finally here, and I am very happy that that's happened. Ron and I had met at Joe Arden's The Chameleon Effect Experience event in, in Los, Los Angeles. In Los Angeles, right. Back, yeah, back in June of 2023. And we, uh, in fact, I had him sign the signing book, Zana, and he admired oh, it so much. Book. He admired it the so Discovery much. Discovery Channel. <laughs> that he asked me if there was a wallpaper version. So oh, I have to start okay. with that one and say and say, so I sent you a link to some wall art. Does yeah, that you did. <laughs> yeah, it did. But I actually found some I actually found some wallpaper that looked a lot like it. That was like actual Oh wallpaper. really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, from nice. a company okay, from a you're company have in to send London. Me that link. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Wow. Because wow, I have had that's... a few other requests in our uh, travels to book events in the last year. I've actually had a few other people request wallpaper really? of that signing. Yeah. And I thought, well, I thought you, know, you were going to be the only one. But no, it's a popular thing. So please send me the wallpaper link. <laughs> it's interesting. I was just home in the Bahamas for, for a, a friend's birthday. And um, and I hadn't been home since the pandemic. And um, I spent a few the first couple of days were rainy and I spent a few afternoons at this sort of coffee shop, restaurant, bar, lounge place writing. They had this little uh -huh. writing area. And the, when I walked in, the place was covered in the wallpaper that looked like that wall art that you sent me. Oh, my God. Oh, my, so God. I was, oh my gosh. I was able to track it down. I've talked to the owner, you know. But um, I right. was actually there working on uh, I w writing some writing some romance stuff. And that's what I did okay. in my afternoons before I went to the beach every day. Oh, nice. Oh, wow. It's a hard well, life. It's a hard perfect. life. I have to tell you, yeah, it's very it challenging. Is. I mean, I sympathize for your plight. Yeah. That, you know, I can't imagine having to live through that. What a great setting for that. I mean, so is it, yeah, so right? is the 
romance then set in the Bahamas or is it just it was just inspiring place to be? No, it's not. I have I have three romance projects all sort of simmering. And mm-hmm. one of them is set in the Bahamas, but that's not the one I was working on. The one I was working okay. on is historical. Mm. It's set in Edwardian England just after the first just after the First World War. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. It is I the, like that time period. It's a continuation of it's actually a continuation of whatever happened to them setup of E.M. Forster's book Morris. Uh, which was oh, which was okay. made into a merchant ivory film in the eighties. Right. And, yeah. Um, yeah. It this this the story that I'm writing um, picks up twenty years later because you often wonder okay. in these situations, sure. huh? Did they make it? What happened to them? Right. Yeah. And so it right. picks up with the with the main protagonist twenty years later, and I'm just doing a short story, a novella, because I was inspired from rereading rereading a lot of Forster um, this past summer. Uh-huh. Oh, fun. The uh, the other story that I'm working on is about a full bodied woman um, who goes to the Bahamas uh, and ends up having a, a much better time and f- and finding love and, of course, drama than her nice. skinny model friends. Because in the Bahamas, <laughs> the ideal of beauty has always right. been a lot different. Uh, um, right. And full-figured yeah. women are much more appreciated and, are, and actually are preferred. And so this sort of flips that uh-huh. whole thing. And so I really wanted to, I really want to to pursue that, so that's that's the one that's based oh, nice. in the Bahamas. Oh, oh okay. Well, I will I will definitely be reading that one for sure. <laughs> and and you know we might even review this one on the show, Zanna. So I'm game. Uh, I would love that. So Ron, Ron, our our shtick here, in case you're not sure, is that um, so I am relatively new. I guess it's I can no longer say brand new. You can no longer say brand new. This is our second season. We're the, mm-hmm. we're at the beginning of our second season, and our shtick is that I never read romance before we started this podcast. And, really. Um, so Jen is a lifelong reader of romance, and she has me read things, and then we talk about it. But I have the lens. <laughs> Are you not like being the skeptic? a romance reader. <laughs> I am. Yeah. So I so because I tend to have read more mysteries and suspense and true yeah. crime things. Okay. I I tend to look th- at the world through murder colored glasses. Gotcha. And so some of the the relationships that might seem sort of sweet and and loving to me are a little bit like sketch. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> so. She she suspects everybody and everything. I suspect and everybody. Yeah. And, yeah. What is your motivation here? You're a little stalker. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't start reading romance until I was narrating it. And then um I fell I fell in love with I fell in love with a genre and um you know I don't I've always got three or four titles on my on my on my iPad ready to go. I do enjoy the guaranteed happy endings. You know, I yeah. do yeah. enjoy that it's gonna be a story that there's gonna be hope and some sort of happiness at the end. I'm right there with you. Especially in the last few years with the world being uncertain. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's nice to read something where you know everything's going to be okay. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That somewhere, even in, if they're stalkery, somewhere in the middle of it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you, as you said, Ron, you didn't start out in uh, romance until you started narrating it, and you actually started in general fiction. Is that right? With uh, with narration. Yeah, I did. Um, I actually started in in lit fiction and nonfiction was where I started. I still get a lot mm-hmm. of nonfiction work mm-hmm. and lit fiction work. Um, I think uh, I think I'm a bit of a unicorn in the sense that um, I work in a lot of different genres, and and love that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, uh, I didn't work in so I done I done like I said lit fiction, nonfiction, 
a YA and and middle grade mm-hmm. before uh, one day Harper and Harlequin reached out to me and about series of three books for Brenda Jackson and I and I'd never read any romance I didn't know I didn't know who she was I n- nothing in the genre at all period and mm-hmm. I had no idea and I said sure I said yes sure you know and I had no idea what I was stepping into and you know I would I would. I love telling this story. I would I would call my mom that first book and I'd call my mom and I'd be like, you would not believe what these characters are doing. You know, and <laughs> I, I would, I said, it's just crazy, you know, and, and, and we'd laugh. And then and then at the end of the book, when when the guy kneels down and offers to, you know, and 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 asks for for um, the woman's hand in marriage, I would totally choke up and start tearing and couldn't get through the Aww. scene in the booth. And I was like, oh my, and then I would call my mom and go, oh my God, all that stuff I said, and it got me. It totally got me. And it <laughs> right. does, it gets oh, me. Wow. It gets me, yeah. you know? Well, and you that's, know, if that's you're when have... I, that was when I fell in love, you know? Yeah. Nice. And if you're going to have a gateway author into romance, you cannot, uh, you, you did very well with Brenda Jackson. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and I had, I had, once again, I was... I was blissfully ignorant, and that is the truth for a lot of my, uh, uh, you know, my entrance into audiobooks. You know, I didn't, I didn't know the industry, I didn't know the world, and I'm glad I didn't, because um, mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't have, I didn't carry expectations about what I was supposed to do and how I was supposed to do it. I went on my right. own instinct as an actor, walking into this yeah. and did it how I wanted to do it, and and um, you know, that has served me well. But yeah, yeah. Brenda, Brenda has been. Brenda has been wonderful. We have a we have an ongoing collaboration. I mean, she she you know she keeps she keeps writing and I keep narrating, and I'm I'm very yeah. Very you've nice. got uh, let's see. Well, by my count, it was twelve titles. Is that right? Or but there, I think there's more than that. I think it's more like sixty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was yeah that was just like well you know five times audible, as many as what you thought <laughs> audible searches for particularly for narrators is they really, are not really, reliable uh, yeah, yeah it's it's a tough thing to pull off so i always i always just guess with a shot in the dark and then and then wait for you to tell me i'm wrong <laughs> but yeah you, i've done i've done i've done that many titles for her yeah wow. so which is that's a lot of titles that's a lot of titles in general for <laughs> yeah well but and but i did with... those all and i did those all as i did those all as 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 ron butler quote unquote because um you know i uh-huh. didn't when i first got it i like i said i didn't understand that it was a whole the genre of romance is like a whole industry in and of itself do you know what yeah. i mean oh, it's, a, for it's, sure. a, it's a whole thing and i was clueless about it you know and i and i didn't I'm not in a bad way. I was just, it was just, I just didn't know. And it wasn't until after, you know, I'd done, she kept coming back and, and giving me more books. And then some other authors started to reach out to me or reach out to Harlequin to ask for me. And I suddenly became aware of the fact that there was this thriving, beautiful subgenre and industry within audiobooks oh, yeah. that, that was just, you know, amazing. And, um, and that's when, you know, in conferring with some some other narrators and producers that I know that I developed the pseudonym. It's not a secret, but it's just it's just a it's more of a different sure. brand just because mm-hmm. I have, you know, I have children's authors and I have other other uh, sure. other, you know, nonfiction people from other other genres that go searching for me. 
and um, you know they the the romance people see all this other stuff and go, wow, can he do romance? And the non romance uh, yeah. people see all the romance and go, well, well can he do nonfiction? And so it sure. started to it started be, to become necessary to sort of uh-huh. you know um, clarify the branding. So your pseudonym is your your Evan Parker. Evan is Parker, your pseudonym, yeah. and uh, and that is primarily your romance. Yes. Um, brand. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. I got gotcha. you. Exactly. And and in fact, how I was how I was introduced to you is under Evan Parker. And uh, when we when we met, um, I had just finished listening to you and uh, Vikas Adam in uh, the Bromance Zone by Lauren Blakely. And oh, yes. writing as L. Blakely. And yeah, which was a great pairing. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I had that I book. had listened to other things of yours uh, before then, but I had just happened to finish listening to that one. And I so love that book. It, yeah, it's it's a great it's a great book. And and it's probably it might be on it might be on the list at some point, Zana, because it's standalone. So, you know, I, I will read I, anything. I know. If I give it to you, it sounds you read it. sounds like it'll be great. Yeah. <laughs> But Can I tell as you a funny? I, I, yes, no, please. go ahead. No, go ahead. Finish. I'll, I'll tell you how this funny well, story. Well, I, I as I had said to you and Vikas when when I met you that um, that it reminded me the the two characters in uh, in this book reminded me of a relationship between two friends that I had had, and it is friends to lovers. It is definitely okay. yes, it is definitely a friends to lovers, and. Um, and I enjoy a friends to lovers. That yeah. is and and it's forced proximity and yes. <laughs> it's all of my favorite tropes all in one book. So nice. yeah, 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 yeah. That does sound like it's custom made for you, Jen. Yeah. So. <laughs> so it was it was really enjoyable to to get to um, meet the narrators right after right after yeah. finishing the book. So um, which was a great thing. So yeah, and we were yes. we were very flattered that you that you even know who we were. So, <laughs> oh, I um, definitely I, know who the two of you are. <laughs> I have a, uh, I have, a, I, I Airbnb a portion of my home here, and mm-hmm. I had some guests over this past weekend, um, and uh, when I was showing them how to get to the outside patio area, we walked past this room that my booth is in. I said, "Oh, and that's this is my booth. I'm, I'm I actually narrate audiobooks. And he was like, "Oh my gosh." He's like, I'm an audiobook whore. And I said, I was like, <laughs> really? I said, what do you listen to? He said, I listen to mostly romance. And I was like, really? I was like, uh-huh. have you ever heard of Lauren Blakely? And he was like, you know, he almost fell over. He was like, of course, you know. And, right. Um, and then I said, well, you know, I did this book, this book, and he was and he was he was apoplectic. He was beside himself. You know. So he seriously fanboyed. <laughs> yes. And then and then I texted Lauren and she's like, oh, you know, I, I have an idea. And she made a quick video and sent it to me to play for him. And that just, oh, I mean, he almost, just he almost died on my patio. So, oh, my gosh. Great surprise. That's amazing. Yeah. It was really, That really would annoying. be, that's like a once in a lifetime kind of experience. Yeah. Because in my experience in, in talking to fans, especially in the romance center, because we have, we have gone, to, in 2023, we went to, collectively nine book events yeah. and um mm, narrators yeah yeah it was <laughs> yeah but it was narrators are rock stars in the romance world absolutely so um definitely i i see especially for romance books yeah. the narrators are just they're People go crazy. I mean, they're yeah. The I mean, the authors. You, you are, are all very popular in the yeah. riots, and the the <laughs> authors are too. But it yeah, it is a it is a special 
thing with the narrators is because mm-hmm. they can, you know, because the narrators, uh, because the authors will generally do one kind of book or, or mm. you know, they they have books that they do better, you know, like you, you expect like this author to do darker yeah. stuff yeah. and this author and this to one do does sure. hockey romance and this romance one does whatever right. whereas a narrator can go anywhere across and, the well the other thing yeah the other thing that i noticed is that um especially with narrator it, because these books are so emotionally intense um more so than a lot of the other different genres you're having this sort of intimate connection with the narrator when you're listening to them in your ears, in your, in your headspace, they're speaking just to you. Mm-hmm. And so it becomes a lot more intimate mm-hmm. for the reader yeah. to have this experience. I mean, yes, that's the words of the writer, but as far as the reader is concerned in the audio book space and especially romance, you are having very deep emotions that are yeah. being generated by the narrator. And very intimate. Yeah. Very intimate. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And a computer can't do that. <laughs> right. Yes. Just and a computer it. cannot do that. do that. Yes. That is that is human that is human connecting to another human. Absolutely. And um, in, in a very intimate way. And and it's such a so you had said that you um when you started out that you took it from a different performance perspective because of your uh stage and screen experience. Yeah. yeah. And I also, in doing research for the show, I got a little look at your IMDb page. And oh, okay. Tell me about, <laughs> because I have been dying of curiosity about this, tell me sure. about the Fobamas. Um, you mean about that part of my career? Yes, that part, that part. Sure. When I was, this was in, this was in, before Obama ran, so 2006? Did he run in 2008? Okay. Was it about a year, but a year before? Yeah, yeah, a, a year yeah. before that election. Yeah, so he started running, I think, in 2007, and he was right. really being talked about a lot yeah. in 2006. And so I had, I was, I was at a couple, I was at a uh, a casting director workshop, and I had two actresses turn to me and say, "Has anyone ever told you you look like Barack Obama?" And I said, "No. <laughs> Who is that?" And they said, "Oh." oh he did the- <laughs> He did the he did the the big speech at the Democratic National Convention. I was like, oh yeah 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 yeah, I know who you yeah, mean. Yeah, I was like, yeah, oh yeah. that's interesting. And they said you should send your you should send your headshot to Jimmy Kimmel and tell them that, <laughs> that people say you look like this guy. And so uh-huh. I called my manager and I said these these other actors say I should do this, and they were like, sure. And and two weeks later we got a call from Jimmy Kimmel and they booked me for a sketch. Oh wow! And I did a couple sketches <laughs> on Jimmy Kimmel, and that sort of that's sort of turned into a whole thing where I started doing um, corporate events where where, oh, where wow. big <laughs> multinational companies would would have me come in and do speeches and roast their CEOs and, and do things <laughs> nice. like that as as Obama. Um, I did you know uh, events where I we there were debates. Uh, Obama and Trump foe you know uh, debating. Yeah, um, all is all is entertainment. And um, and then I did a couple of videos that I wrote and produced and directed myself. They were musically oriented because I'm I had a musical theater background in New York. Sure. 
And um, those went viral, and I ended up meeting Norman Lear, who's a big television producer from yes. way back. And oh yeah, through oh, yeah. that relationship, ended up making other kinds of other kinds of media and working with the producers under his umbrella. And it was just a it was a a thing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. You you hit it right at the right at the point that sweet you spot. Have. That sweet spot. <laughs> yeah. It just it, timing is everything. And once again, blissfully ignorant. Do you know what I mean? Right. It was yeah. one of those things where if you yeah. if I would have planned it, it wouldn't have happened. But the sure. video the video came out at the right time and 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 it was on every it was on every news channel, every pundit. It was the Huffington wow. Post, like every it was just everywhere. And all of a sudden, you know, it it, it was life changing um, because it, you know, yeah. it gave me that relationship with with Norman and and that, yeah. you know, changed everything as well. So, right. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's definitely a good connection to make. Very much, and and you. Um, so you mentioned the Huffington Post, and I took a look, and I saw that there were several uh, magazine articles uh, that you were you were attached to, and I was trying to figure out. I was like, did he write them? Did he not? And then I I discovered something that I didn't know existed, but I probably should have. In um, your had top-tier publications that you narrated multiple magazine articles and there is a there's an app for this right that uh that yeah there's have... a couple actually mm-hmm. so um and this is something that i didn't even know was available so i know <laughs> right. so this is this, this is a, a recent when i say recent like the last three or four years um development uh-huh. but there there were at that time um, and there are a few more now, but in that time there were two apps in the journalism space, uh, one called Curio and the other was Autumn, A-U-D-M. Okay. And uh, they hire narrators. They, they, you know, they, they record narration for, uh, for journals and, and, and magazines, which then they release okay. through the app, right? So they have the yeah. rights to those. And then Autumn was bought by the New York Times. So that is now New York Times okay. Audio. And so um, I'm on that roster. You know, I do articles for the New York Times and for the publications that they oversee or they contract for. Um, I also do articles for Curio and I also do articles for Apple News. So those are all places where if you say, oh, you can listen to this article, you'll be listening to, you know, a narrator um, for the most part. Not not a not a bot, but an actual human narrator. Um, reading Good. those articles, yeah. and so that's also that's also one of the that's also one of the things I do, oh, which is uh, which is fascinating. Yeah, this is a thing that I didn't know existed, and I probably should have because you should. I have. read I read a fair <laughs> amount of of uh, magazine articles, and you know, I used to be one of those people that had magazine subscriptions of you know of every day, get a whole stack of them with things, but you know now everything is gone digital where would you even put them uh, i yeah i know i live in a tiny house i don't know where i would put them now (laughs) but uh but yeah it's it's um i mean it's an absolutely uh necessary thing uh you know as far as um the uh communities that need uh that need to have narration for books um but also just entertaining it's got to be entertaining to to be able to narrate those, be able to listen to them. So, okay, Curio, uh, here I come. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to be checking that out for sure. So, how did you get? How did you get started doing that? Was it just like part of the the regular the articles, process they, of narration? And they found just... me. Yeah. Um, okay. You know they they uh, they they 
had one or two narrators that they'd already been working with, and they reached out to me. Um, uh, Autumn, which is now New York Times Audio, reached out to me mm-hmm. after they'd been in, I think they'd been around for a year or two, and I was lucky enough to start working with them. Um, I met the I met the owners of Curio. They reached out to me when before the company was even done. They were they had um, an incubator. They won they won a contest to be yeah. one of those up. Uh, uh, Upstart, and that's not the word. Yeah, I'm I think I've for. heard of Curio actually, like um, uh, yeah, startup startup companies, yeah. a startup. startup incubator startup. in 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 Silicon Valley. Yeah, and um, but they're based in London, and so okay. I took I, I had I had a friend I had a friend actually who's who's um who wrote a biography about a '70s disco star that I actually narrated who wanted to that we needed to sort of talk about. Um, we need to talk about that project. And uh-huh. so I went up to San Francisco to spend a weekend there. And I ended up having coffee with the guys from Curio who were, you know, before it was okay. sort of what it became. And so I started nice. there on the ground up. Um, okay. um, and then Autumn and the New York Times Audio came after and then Apple News came after that. Okay. Wow. So it all just, again, right place, right time. Your yeah, your sense you of can't... timing is impeccable, Ron. I know. <laughs> right? You know, you can't. I think you know that that old adage about um, uh, preparation meets opportunity, um, you right. know. And I think it's yeah, I think for sure. it's it's you know you definitely have to have a skill set, but you also have to be mm-hmm. willing to say yes, you know, and right. have a yes. and, and have sort of a the the energy around you, um, you know, has to has to be welcoming and be open yeah. to receiving right. more. And, so people and that, can see and it. That's when and it go. happens. Yeah. You, I want to work with you. Yeah, they see they they see it, and so you you know. Um, but yeah, I've been. That's why I say blissful ignorance. But um, I've had some great great opportunities, and I've just been there to sit to say yes, and and to jump nice. in. You know. Right. Yeah. And you have now taken that um, experience and that knowledge and become a faculty member uh, for narrator.life. Tell us about yeah. tell us about that. Um, when I lived in I'm a member of the Atlantic Theater Company, which is a New York based company, mm-hmm. and they have a large sure. acting school. And they had asked mm-hmm. me onto faculty um, a few years after I become a company member. And so I taught there, um, taught acting through um, the NYU undergraduate program and okay. continued to do that in L.A. under various auspices. And mm-hmm. uh, after I'd spent about five or six years narrating, um, I had I had people asking me if, if I would coach them, sometimes for just auditions, sometimes just mm-hmm. with, um, you know, in general, in general, uh, how to approach a book or a specific text. And because I had so much background in teaching and mentoring, it was an easy mm-hmm. fit. And um, yeah. Andy Arndt, who runs Narrator.life, and I had been love her. I yeah. love her. Yeah, we love her. <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah. her 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 narration changed my life, changed and changed my approach. Yeah. The first the first book I listened She's to amazing. her um, was a romance, and when I listened to that, I thought, oh my gosh, I have to get so much better. <laughs> yeah, you know, she, she was actually so, the first so good. Um, she was the first female narrator that uh, rom- uh, romance that I listened to. Yeah, um, me too. She I was the first. She was reader. the first book I listened to. Yeah. Um, we met and we hit it off. We just we just really like each other. And um, I had this idea for doing a, re- a retreat uh, in in the Bahamas uh, for narrators, mm-hmm. you know, as a sort of teaching thing. And I and I talked to her about it because I thought she'd be a good person to collaborate with. And that ended up that ended up not happening because of the pandemic. But yeah, right. um, she started Narrator Life and invited me to okay. be on the faculty. And um, a lot of the courses are shaped like uh, actor studio courses where you 
it's like a, a month long and you go every week and you don't do a scene every week, but you 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 work one of those weeks and then the other weeks you watch and you learn from listening and watching. And, and gotcha. um, so it was a very familiar format. And then she and I started doing these narrator retreats here at my home in Palm Springs um, mm-hmm. because it was easier and, and smaller to start. And so, yeah, um, yeah. It's a it's an intimate learning experience um, of networking and coaching and business practices and um, I just I love everything about what Andy does and how she sees the world, you know. And it's mm-hmm. it's a real pleasure to collaborate with her. Yeah, between between all of uh, it, she's one of those that I wonder where she gets the extra hours in the day. I'm telling you, you know, be, uh, because between that and Lyric Audio Production House and. She's got a nonprofit audio and color, mm-hmm. audio and color, and mm-hmm. and it's you know doing a massive amount of things. So I'm glad to hear though that 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 um, your narrator's retreat is is more of an annual thing because yes, I it saw is. yeah. So that's that's a wonderful thing because I think sometimes because narrators spend so much time by themselves in a booth that a more intimate setting to you know to hone the craft to um to learn from others is is kind of the best way to you know rather mm-hmm. than in a large classroom setting say yeah um, i mean and that's 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 the that's the experience that we we created the experience and try to create the experience that we would like to have yeah. so and that's yeah. the experience we would like to have it's 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 intimate it's connection building you know um um we we come together and and really sort of um incubate, you know, and yeah, yeah. Um, um, learn both about better. But like you said, where does Andy find the time? She has really great skills about around that, you know, and that's one of the yeah. things that, that, that we that we work on together and performance mm-hmm. and meeting a single producer and being able to work with that person for a day and a half one on one while they're here. I mean, it's just it's so rewarding, you know. Um, and there is a section of uh, narrator life that uh, the 21 day challenge yes that yeah and uh and actually a friend of the show shiloh james uh, recently decided to do this as well um and i i have been interested in it too just just from the perspective of you know uh, because we talked to so many narrators we talked to so many narrators we we you know and also just to improve our own my own process in in doing this podcast so yeah um it's a little different from narrator but uh, uh, definitely um we are we are much uh we have to create our own text for one thing (laughs) uh, it's like improv uh, yeah it's it is a it can sometimes be totally like improv yeah Yeah. because we have a script now and we only sort of use it we never stick to the script (laughs) we never stick to the script you love that okay fine improv is great improv changed (laughs) improv also changed my life that changed my life too as a performer yeah, so, I enjoy improv. Thing. That's always fun. Yeah. Well, yeah, and, so and, imp- improv is fun because it's so playful and it's yeah. just so incredibly, you know, giving back and forth and it's just yeah. oh, it's it's a lot of fun. And also learning learning to just let go and trust and trust that something's going to come out of you and not that yeah. and you don't have to sit on it, you don't have to grip right. it. You can you can breathe just, and and it'll come, but you have to don't let hold it. back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, the yeah. Uh, the yes and, mm-hmm. yes and of it. Or the no but. (laughs) (laughs) No, but we can do this. (laughs) But we can do this too. And you have, um, so what is coming up for for you in, 
we are now in a new year. And yeah. so what is what is coming up for you? And and what can we look forward to seeing more from you? I'm very excited about uh, I have two projects that are um, that are either just out or about to be out. Um, and uh, two romance projects. Um, one of them is called Illegal Contact. It is mm. an MM romance uh, written by uh, Sabrina Bowen and Nev Wilder. Oh, and I, I love mean, Sabrina Bowen. When they, when I saw the email, I literally like stood up and like ran around my house because <laughs> I couldn't <laughs> believe they <laughs> Because I am, a, I, I mean, I've read, I've read many books by both of them, and this uh-huh. was just, I, it was such a gift. Um, uh, and so flattering. Um, it's called Illegal Contact, and uh, uh-huh. it is it's set in the world of NFL football. And, oh, great! Uh, okay. It is it nice. is it is sexy, and uh, mm. it is sexy and has a happy ending. Um, so that's coming oh, out. Well. Um, and I can tell you more about it if you want, but I don't know how I don't know how you know how much detail you're supposed to give about those things. Um, if that's enough um, to just say, we 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 generally stick with the uh, the title who you're either who you're co narrator. Oh, I'm doing it with Nick authors. Russo with a, with a Ooh. with a narrator. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's dual narration with Nick Russo. So wonderful. Yeah. Um, I need uh, to listen. Who to more sounds of his, great? <laughs> um, and then um, I'm also working on a new series by by an author by author Kathy Altman and. Um, it's called The Long Way Home. That's it's the first book in a six book series um, called the Thistle Hill series. It takes place in the oh, in a New England town of Thistle Hill, uh, and um, I'm going to be doing all six books. And oh, it's fantastic. it's a it's it's great. Um, you know, it's it's you know small town ish um, in that sense. So yeah. you've got you've got some quirky characters, and you've and you've got you know, and you've got some. Um, That's always fun. Yeah, Quirky you've characters got some in New England? Characters. No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but it's it's wonderful, and it, and and the protagonist of the first book is uh, is uh, a sweet a sweet woman who um, lost her husband to friendly fire um, oh. in Ooh. in Afghanistan, and is raising a daughter and trying to make a go of a a go of this sort of small organic farm, and um, uh-huh. and what happens when um, someone she doesn't expect and doesn't necessarily like shows up on her doorstep. Uh, and um, and romance nice. ensues. So uh, it's course. it's a she's really really wonderful world. I liked it from I liked it from the, the first page. Um, and so I said yes to it. And okay. uh, so this will be the first book book one of that series is called The Long Way Home. And that's and that's out also okay. this month. Yeah. Nice. And you have also talked about uh, starting a Patreon. Yeah. So I've been you know I've been asked by a couple of different. I've been asked by a couple of different um, writers and narrators to collaborate, and Mm -hmm. um, I have fallen in love with it. Um, Mm -hmm. And I do so many, I do so many different things. You know, the thing on social media, there's so many people that say, you know, if you're on social media, you know, if you have a brand, you have, you you should, you have to do one thing. You know, you're the self help person, or you're the, you know, or you're you're the romance person, or you're the, you know, Mm -hmm. the the narrator instruction person. You know, Mm -hmm. or you know what I mean? I mean, you've 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 all been on on TikTok and and all these things. Sure, sure. And and people people certainly segment their market, but as as a performer, I've always been. I've always been sort of um, cross-disciplined and um, and I have stuff coming out of me all the time and I thought you know where where can I where can I put a lot of the different stuff that I do in in one place so the people that that enjoy my work 
not just my romance narration, but say mm-hmm. they want to listen to me do, you know, a, a um, you know, a young adult mystery. Or yeah. there's people who who love who love poetry. Um, there's people who are angry at me because I don't keep singing, <laughs> you know. Um, <laughs> and so this Patreon is going to be a place where I can where I can release and distribute uh, a lot of the different kinds of art that I create. And I'll, you know, I'll have it in different tiers or sections so that the people that are yeah. only only really interested in one thing can have access right. to that without paying for everything else. Gotcha. But I, I, I'm looking for a place where I can funnel my creativity, you know, and the stuff that the stuff that I love doing. Some of that is, you know, a lot of that is going to be um, writing uh, romance and, mm-hmm. and then narrating it myself. There'll be some public nice. domain stuff. There will be some. Okay. There will be some. Um, some music. Uh, and yeah, that's that's where I'm going to start at least. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, Patreon seems to be a good spot for kind of, for for building your personal brand rather yeah. than like a genre specific. Kind yeah. Of yeah. Thing, yeah. Where you can say, you know, if you want to support me as an artist, this yeah, is where exactly. you, know, you can be. Exactly. And, and I'll, I will be all the arts that yeah. I can be. <laughs> uh, yeah. I love Patreon for that reason too, because there are artists that I support on there that yeah, are me too. doing things. I follow. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Um, that, and quite a few of them who are doing things that are outside of what they are known for. Mm-hmm. But right. that's why I go to Patreon for it. You know, right. because yeah. I want to see I want to see that extra yeah. you know, because content. I respect their work so much that I want to see exactly you know, what else they're... what else do they do? Yeah. Yeah. And support yeah, exactly. who they are. Yeah. Oh, and... I'm glad to hear that. That that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because it started it started with me for um, a few friends who mm-hmm. uh, who are artists of various types and and. They're like, well, you know, I'm I'm jumping onto Patreon to to try and do some other stuff and say, sure, you know, we're friends, I'll support you. And and then it was just like, wait, you're doing all of this too? This is this is great. Now I'm gonna support you even more. And so when I hear somebody has a Patreon page or is starting one, it's um it's always uh very it's very intriguing for me and and I'm just like, Oh, how can I help? Oh, well, I'm, you know, I'm glad um, to hear that. That 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 inspires me. That inspires me. You know, of course, it's 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 an it's it's finding the time to do it. You know, yes, it's yes. a thing. Um, because but we I don't am, have infinite hours in a day. Yeah, I know. Um, and finding out, but you know, that's 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 a part of it. It's 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 actually. Yeah. Um, I think with with many of us, uh, I'm and now I'm speaking about narrators and performers, where we're you know. Um, looking at looking at owning our product more, you know. Yes. Yeah. It's, and in order to do that, you have to look and say, you know, where do I spend my resources? You know, where mm-hmm. what's imp- the time that I do have? Um, mm-hmm. It's time to invest it in myself. Yeah. There's two prongs, right? One is the thing that you think you think you want to get better at, and the other is is what gives you joy. And I think the and I think the you know the happy medium is where those intersect. Right. And, and, and can right. they intersect? Right. And, um, yeah. you know, I spent uh, there was there was a time right after college before I started being before I started working as a performer where mm-hmm. I almost went to 
graduate school for poetry. Okay. Um, oh, I was wow. accepted at two different programs and nice. I was I was working a full-time job and then I ended up, you know, I ended up studying acting and and all that went away. Uh-huh. Um, but I knew I know going back to that time that I do have a passion for writing as well. I mean the the passion right. is all around storytelling, yeah. right? For me whether it's yes. singing, oh, whether it's the... narrating, yeah. whether it's acting, it's all being a part of storytelling and the you know in the way that storytelling um opens our hearts, heals our hearts gives us an opportunity yeah, to connect absolutely you know um well so. storytelling is what makes us most human and right. storytelling here, here. is the most intrinsically attached to our humanity of anything else yeah. that we can do and yeah. it's the first um, art form it is yeah. the first yeah. art form is so, we you know we started telling but, each other stories and um that has been a lot of what we have tried to do on this on this podcast is to bring people the stories you know yeah. that that these these people are writing stories these people are performing stories that and this is they, their story this and this is their story um mm, and that's lovely you know i that's i really kind lovely. of i kind of see for for myself because i am a i won't say i'm a frustrated writer because i don't i know that um my ability to complete certain projects <laughs> is challenged okay. uh but i will say that you're I, a master of partial arts partial <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm I'm putting that on a card now. Can you get me a sticker of that, Zana? I can um, do a partial arts master, please. Yeah. And but I am the one thing that I do know that I'm good at is connecting people to other people in and getting uh, and recognizing who the storytellers are, who the um, you know, and who are the formers of those stories, and but bringing people together in uh, in different ways and talking to them about each other and themselves and so that's why we have a podcast Anna is because (laughs) because I you know you were you were talking about Ron about the you know the place where you find your joy that is that's it that's it you know for me and as we I'm all about the story you know are starting this second season um we have found that uh we have found that balance of you know bringing because I bring stories to Zana to read. We bring on mm-hmm. people who uh, who have stories to tell, and yep. so it's um, you know that kind of connections. Those kind of connections are are what are the things that bring me joy. Yep. So I, I can I can remain a frustrated writer and be okay with that. <laughs> yeah, and you know now that you said that, I want to say thank you for in- inviting me to participate in your joy. I really appreciate it. Yeah. 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 And thank you so much for being on, Ron. This is this has been a wonderful conversation. Absolutely. And all of the information about uh, Ron and including links to his Patreon will Yay. be available on the show notes yeah. page on our oh, website. It's so exciting. <laughs> yes. On our website, cupandsaucybooks.com. Cup and saucy books. You can also follow us on social media at Cup and Saucy Books. We're on Instagram and TikTok. If you like what you hear. Review and subscribe to the show on your favorite pod platform. Thank you for joining us for the Cup and Saucy Book Club. Join us next time for Zana's review of her next assigned reading. And likely tangents. Happy Happy reading. reading. Cheers. Cheers.